When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that is so gay, and I mean that in a derogatory way. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Too gay to function. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, we are going to talk about masculinity. I mean, mask. I mean, we're going to talk about masculinity. <laughs> like, so I'm going to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to be off to the side. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about masculinity. We're going to talk about masculinity. Uh, but first. But first, 100 words. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I think I know what, which one this is, so I'm going to just hang back and, and enjoy. Great. Uh, at a certain level of Patreon, if you send in 100 words, I will read them. And this week, somebody using that premium benefit. I know, that power. <laughs> Is uh, Tito Burrito. Here we go. Tito Burrito here again. Here are my literal 100 words. Might be less. Shrug emoji. Have fun. <laughs> Before you try to interrupt me. I'm what? I clarified with Tito Burrito. Uh-huh. In the douchiest email I think I've ever sent. <laughs> that indeed he meant breathe every time he had written the word breath. Oh, wow. Yeah, that does sound really douchey. And additionally douchey that you mentioned it now. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Attract. Erotic. Raunchy. Sensual. Pex. Breathe. Beard. Lust. Feel touch. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Feel. Seduce. Breathe. Moist, pinch, gaze, hard, delicious, lube, breathe, rub, slip, wet, fetish, drip, flex, breathe, bite, stimulate, engorged, fuck, heat, breathe, thigh, stubble, stroke, Spread, squeeze, breathe, drill, strip, suck, close, bump, enter, breathe, thrust, moan, friction, rail, slow, grasp, breathe, pump, inside, sweat, closer, edge, climax, breathe, grunt, come. Breathe, come, gulp, breathe, filled, breathe, sigh, breathe, breathe. That's it. Wow. Hold on. (laughs) You have just listened to the last hundred words we will ever do. Benefit canceled. (laughs) Please never do any of that again. I don't. Well, you did that very well, and I hate it. Thanks. Yeah, great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Is that was that? I've never needed to avoid eye contact more in my whole life. <laughs> the way you said "suck" just really stood out to me in a really bad way. But all right. Thanks, Tito Burrito. We're gonna move briskly on from that. Okay, great. What do you do? You want to do the news? Sure. It's news time.
Give me an N. N. Give me an E. E. Give me a W. W. Give me an S. S. What's that spell? Wait. Mm, uh, mm. <laughs> I got it. News. <laughs> Jesus <Thanks>, Dan. Christ. <laughs> um. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. I keep feeling like I have to have something for the news theme. So mm-hmm. I and I and I don't ever. So anyway. <laughs> Same. Th- yeah. Th- that's why you're in this position. Great. Same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Roger Montoya, a Democrat running for the New Mexico House of Representatives, has admitted he performed in two gay adult movies as a struggling student in the 1980s. <laughs> the 60-year-old of Velarde, New Mexico, wrote on Facebook that he was, quote, not proud of his mm-hmm. pornographic past, explaining that he made the films when he was young and naive. Um, he was outed by a conservative blog, the Pinion Post, uh, that wrote, quote, a report done by a prominent investigative firm had revealed that How Mon- firm. Yeah, right. <laughs> revealed Montoya had starred in multiple gay adult films under the names Joe Savage and Eric Martinez. Um, Dan Googles furiously. <laughs> um, okay, so... You, you, when, you the, the story writes itself after yeah, this, yeah. right? Go ahead. Oh, when he was outed, was he already out as gay? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. It's just the it's the porn past. Yep, yep. As a matter of fact, last year, Roger Montoya was labeled a hero by CNN. In 2019, uh, journalists uh, were highlighting his community work through his nonprofit organization, Moving Arts Española, which provides art classes, free meals, tutoring, and other support to more than 5,000 young people and uh his his uh his his sexuality was very much part of that story Hmm. uh he explained how he was inspired to help others after a turbulent period in the 80s he lived for a while in new york worked as a professional dancer returned to new mexico after losing his longtime partner and many friends to hiv and acquired the virus himself Hmm. um so yeah i mean it was not a secret that he was gay but the the salacious let's ruin his career thing was his appearances in gay porn in the 80s um so the gop were really nice about it and they were and 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 didn't make it a thing yeah and they were cool uh uh, steve pierce the party chairman said quote starring in gay porno films whether it takes place now or years ago is unbecoming of any candidate or elected official spell becoming (laughs) (laughs) always becoming is that what michelle obama meant (laughs) um and then it makes me sad it makes me sad because montoya had to say quote those experiences do not reflect who i am and they are insignificant in the scope of my life's work yet they helped inspire my dedication to my community and the work i do to make sure that youth have opportunities support and confidence basically forcing him to say that's why i'm doing all of this great work so that kids shouldn't have to do that horrible shit that i had to do when i was younger just it's just it's so it's it's anti sex it's homophobic it's like yeah you know it would be uh, our first lady has posed nude which under normal circumstances would have been a deal breaker and but thank goodness that's not where we are anymore right right right. yes for the wrong reasons there's a lot of shitty things i can say about her but that's not i i want someone who has hiv or has been in gay porn because they were struggling or has worked as a bartender or like i want someone who's been through this shit and it's and i hope someday like someone can be proud of that and say yeah i 
went through that. Like uh, Joe Biden on the debate was during the debate uh, said, my son struggled with uh, drug use and I'm really proud of him for for struggling with that and getting through it. Like yep. we, yep, it needs to be okay to have have worked through shit yep. in the past. And also it needs to be okay just to be in porn and, and not remove you from qual like that doesn't disqualify you yep or it shouldn't yep absolutely absolutely um if i remember and i'm not gonna um (laughs) i'll i'll follow up and see if he ends up winning that race (laughs) or not after all of this (laughs) but uh move news yeah that's the intermission song (laughs) (laughs) new thing i've introduced news the next this one is the saddest one of the day i'm sorry oh wow so former student adam dobson of the milton hershey boys boarding school apparently one of the richest private schools oh no wait it is the richest private school in the united states with about 13.8 billion dollars in assets um Anyway, he he claimed that he was forced to watch an hour-long conversion therapy video of the anti-LGBT plus pastor Cy Rogers, the leader of the gay cure movement, as punishment for downloading gay porn as a high school freshman at that school. Uh, he sued and uh, sued and said that that was conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, they ruled against him. Not only did he lose that lawsuit, he was forced to pay $800 worth of the school's attorney's fees for that battle. The federal judge, John E. Jones III, dismissed his lawsuit against the school and said that it wasn't conversion therapy. Quote, plaintiff's subjective accusation that defendants engaged in gay conversion therapy does not make it so. Um basically because they said because the the judge said because they quote never explicitly mentioned his sexual orientation during the prayers and never indicated in the prayers that they preferred that he be straight it wasn't conversion therapy which this is in that space right of like just because they don't follow the letter of the law or no you can follow the letter of the law and still be a fucking asshole yeah 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 if you know those are the rules you can definitely conversion therapy someone (laughs) in a way that gets around that yeah like you yeah 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 fuck that sucks that he lost um yep in his junior year at the school so two years after that incident uh he attempted suicide and was later expelled from the school in 2013 does it say Um, why it doesn't say why he was expelled i mean that's one of those like you don't want those examples, but like the direct connection between people telling you you are not okay and people not feeling okay and yeah. attempting suicide. Like it's just, it's right there. It's like one-to-one, yeah. you know? Yeah. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, he said he was expelled when he told student, uh, told school officials of his suicidal thoughts. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, Great way to handle that. Yeah. I would like speaking of masculinity that we're going to talk about soon that's that's exactly the problem with masculinity and masculine norms yep and what else would you expect from the richest private school in the united states that sounds like it's named after like is it the hershey company probably seems like seems likely either that or the squirts i'm not sure which um okay you never heard diarrhea referred to as the Hershey squirts? No. Ew. I wish I lived my whole life without knowing that, but now I do, and I have to live with that. Milton S. Hershey was uh, the the 
Hershey people. Yeah, of course, you're correct. Yeah. of course, it's Milton. That's such a rich asshole's name. Yeah. Yep. Okay. News the last. Yeah. This one is fantastic. Do 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 intermission news, and oh. we're no, we're not done. doing this. No, we're not. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> trying to be consistent, but um. Okay. I love this. So the vice presidential debate in the United States was this last week. Did you watch it? I watched it. And just like everyone else, the only thing I remember is that fly. (laughs) (laughs) For uh, something like two minutes, there was a fly on Vice President Mike Pence's hair. White, white hair. Yep. Yep. Um, But (laughs) what I I love is immediately the internet is amazing sometimes. Oh, yeah. And a Twitter account called at Mike Pence Fly <laughs> underscore underscore. Um, Mike Pence's Fly has a Twitter account and is just knocking it out of the park with, of course, things like reposting a article saying common house flies are attracted to decaying organic <laughs> filth and with, with, with the notation saying true. Yes, that's why I was there. Um, but then also... Apparently, not only is Mike Pence's fly now on Twitter, but it is a staunch defender of LGBT plus rights. So uh, the fly has more than 90,000 followers and is raising money to end conversion therapy via social media. Um, uh, There was a the the fly posted a link to uh, Born Perfect, which is a a campaign to end conversion therapy, uh, bornperfect.org. And. And also the first draft of Lady Gaga's song, but it didn't fit the meter she needed. So, <laughs> Poor, yeah. you're on the right track, baby. You were born perfect. Well, yeah. nope. Yeah, yeah. God, that was a good call. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. She's good at some stuff. Yep. You know, um, I love the fact that this article on Pink News, the headline just says it all. The fly that landed on Mike Pence during vice presidential debate has already done more for LGBT plus <laughs> rights than he has his entire life. <laughs> I think it was Glad or someone uh, tweeted that the, uh, the fly on Mike Pence's head has gotten more uh, time than LGBT issues during the debate. Yeah. And that's one that's one thing. um that I think is really unfortunate. Like he said some really heinous, awful shit that we can and should be amplifying instead yeah. of this yeah. comic relief that was provided by this fucking fly. But I also think that that's an, ex- it's, it's an extension of that. He's, he is a horrible person and, and we use memes to depict our opinions about people in a way that's easy to grasp. And, and I think that's what people have done. Yeah. I'm so fucking smart. Yeah. That's the end news. of statement. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so are you ready for our Patreon members? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So anyone that signs up for Patreon, I haven't said this in a while. Um, we will shout out your name if you don't. <laughs> We're gonna, or Kyle will try to shout out your name. Well, we'll shout out a name, <laughs> a, a name loosely related to your name. Uh, so here we go. Uh, thank you to Christopher Karens. Or is that an N? Or is that an M? Or is that... Nope, there's a dot. Karen's. Jer- Jared or Jared? There's an A. There's two A's in there. J-Rod is what I call him. Uh, Johnson? Is he related to you? Do you know what a J-Rod? Uh-huh. Uh, Lawrence Picard? Don't. <laughs> I mean, or, or do what you want. Nope. Okay, cool. Nope. Uh, I, 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 will, I will behave. <laughs> uh, Pat M- McLaughlin? <laughs> 
Pat there's McLa- there's McLaughlin. 10 spaces in between there so that's um and jamie thank you jamie i i salute you um so if you want uh a ton of bonus shit more shit to listen about us shitting around then go to patreon.com slash podcast and sign up yeah we would appreciate it oh we haven't said this in a while either uh you can get um 10 off if you sign up for a year rather yeah. than doing month to month and that helps us out and it's cheaper for you yeah. yeah yeah you can get bonus shit for less shit from you yep cool do you want to talk about masculinity? Yeah, let's talk about masculinity. Speaking of Patreon, yeah. um, at, at our highest level of support, you get to have a phone call with us and pitch your ideas for an episode. This particular episode was Jamie Pugh's idea. Jamie, thank you very much for suggesting it. Yeah, I, and I, I legitimately really enjoy people suggesting things because I don't think... I mean, we talk about masculinity either implicitly or, or directly in, in our episodes, but never as a standalone topic. Yeah. And it's not... I don't think it's one I would have picked, but I'm really excited to like talk specifically about this and I... You know, look stuff up on the computer that I'll I'll relate to you momentarily. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah, great. Um, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start. Uh, that was we already talked about you starting us off, but I would. <laughs> I will oh, no. Do you? <laughs> let's act chill. <laughs> Don't make me say it, Kyle. What? You're parting the kimono. Ah, uh, fuck you. <laughs> You're. You're right that that was my fault, though. Yeah, You're, yeah. yeah, yeah. I deserve that. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. I was just going to talk about the definition of masculinity and, and a little bit about the history of masculinity, which is like surprise. Yeah. The show writes itself these days. Right. (laughs) Um, and why not start with the Wikipedia article? Yeah. Great. Uh, masculinity also called manhood or manliness is the set of attributes, behaviors, and roles associated with boys and men. Although masculinity is socially constructed, research indicates that some behaviors considered masculine are biologically influenced. To what extent masculinity is biologically or socially influenced is subject to debate. It is distinct from the definition of the biological male sex, as both males and females can exhibit masculine traits. And that that's actually the rabbit hole I went down is like thinking what is masculinity like Mm -hmm. just this like philosophical like you you know it's it's the societal things that we determine are masculine but but is there an inherently masculine are there inherently masculine things and i i got a little i mean i i know a little bit more now that i yeah read stuff well i forgot to say this before we got started i am super duper nervous about this episode oh why and i think it's because we'll talk about my paternity later um the that that weird definition of porn Mm -hmm. like i know I, I I know it when i see it i know when that house of representatives dude is in it yeah right yeah um but like I think that some of these things are really hard to put crisp boundaries around. And I'm super nervous about offending non-gender conforming people, non-binary mm. people, trans people. Um, there's there's just, there's a lot. I think there's yeah. a lot of landmines in this area, which is why there's like, you can get a degree in gender and sexuality studies. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just, I hope we do it okay. Yeah. Like, like there's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, 
the next part, standards of manliness, standards of manliness or masculinity vary across different cultures and historical periods. Traits traditionally viewed as masculine in Western society include strength, courage, independence, leadership, and assertiveness. And right off the bat, here's a landmine. Because when I read that now, I'm glad, I'm glad to go through this exercise because the first time I read that sentence, I'm like, yeah, okay, that checks out. That's like, mm-hmm. those are all dude things that yeah. I associate with masculinity. However, most of those words have opposites. And are we saying that the opposites of those things are feminine? Are we saying that women are weak, uh, afraid, uh, dependent, followers, and passive? Well, like, that, I think that that's the point is that... Um, yeah. The, the, and that's where we need to make the distinction when we talk about it is like society's view and society's stereotypical view is is what we're talking about. So, yes, society has in the past and, and still today viewed women as weak and dependent on men. Like that's part of the, the, the struggle. So hmm. I also notice all those words are positive, like when other things that are negative are associated with masculinity, like violence. Yep. Yep. Like anger uh, and uh there it was in march i think it was on the um it was on the open relationships episode where we were in the jeep and i was talking to you about the the oed needing to change the definition of the word woman oh yeah because yeah. all of the synonyms yeah. were all negative things this is the yeah. the corollary to that that all of the all of the things that we associated with manhood are these positive glowing virtuous yeah items yeah because who writes information about what men are and yeah that's why did we ever let women read kyle like (laughs) that's really the problem here we really need to sum it up (laughs) um i do think that there's this heavy like we don't like to say it but a lot of what we associate with masculinity is just about being horny (laughs) i mean (laughs) like honestly a lot of like when you boil it down you're looking at like reproduction like uh, so yeah. so much of evolution is just based on the the, the need to the inherent inherent need to reproduce to spread so. your seed god i hate <laughs> that phrase so much dan probably loves it do you think johnny appleseed is a metaphor absolutely apple bottom jeans and, and <laughs> did he have boots with fur <laughs> i don't remember that part of that story but probably just he was so cute everywhere <laughs> seeds seeds <laughs> seeds um what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> I don't... masculinity. Oh, right. The, the episode topic? No, you're... Oh, yeah. Oh, reproduction. Just, just sex. Yeah. Sex is like... And I think fair that sex is the... the When you boil it down to some of the biological distinction between the sexes, that, you know, it's about reproduction. A lot of it. Yeah. Well, some some of the things it has been about in the past to, like, sort of finish this part up and talking about history. Um, antiquity... So literature dates back to about 3000 BC and uh, there were in the very first laws that were laid down the code of Hammurabi, there were rules about masculinity and what it meant to be a man and, and breaking them were uh, like punishable often by death or, or, or worse. But um, what's is what's worth than death torture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or exile like the slow, painful death. Is exile worse than death? I mean, it is if you live in the fucking desert, I mm. think. Oh, got it. It's not like a vacation to the... No. Okay. <laughs> no it's not like me going to Montana last week. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um, so, let's see. 
Code of Hammurabi, there's the, rule 128 was if a man takes a woman to wife but has no intercourse with her, this woman is no wife to him. <laughs> uh, all about fucking. Fucking. In the Hebrew Bible, when King David of Israel drew near to death, he told his son Solomon, quote, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. The Like the first written example of be a man. Something <laughs> yeah. that a, a father says to his son, right? And I, I, I mean, that's... We get told that all the time. I yeah. didn't. I don't remember my dad like saying those kinds of things to me at all, but it's such a powerful, like it's easy to hear in your head somebody saying to their kid, be a man. Yeah. I mean, and even if you weren't directly said that exact sentence, we we understood it. It was implicit in, you know, getting, you know, consequences socially for acting in ways that weren't like a man or not or not doing manly things like sports and stuff like or seeing the rewards go to people that did sports or did masculine things yep so yeah um so in the medieval and victorian eras um masculinity was really about christianity and chivalry hmm. so courage respect for women of all classes and generosity characterize the portrayal of men in literary history according to david Ro david rosen the traditional view of scholars such as J.R.R. tolkien that Beowulf is a tale of medieval heroism overlooks the similarities between Beowulf and the monster Grendel. The masculinity exemplified by Beowulf cuts men off from women, other men, passion, and the household. Um, and then I feel like I have to have remembered Beowulf to understand um, that. Yeah, I mean it's just one of those like epic tales that isn't is, about like a wolf. It's no, there are no wolves. Is in that Beowulf. Call of the Wild? Jack London Call of the Wild. Yeah, that's a different... Is Beowulf a human? Yes. Oh, good for him. Okay, great. <laughs> um, he did it. He got there. Is he an anamorph? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's see. There's this interesting thing about boxing, how that, that boxing, at least in the 19th century, became sort of the the preeminent example of masculinity in a, in a in a physical kind of way yeah like they, that's so true are you are, are you being facetious no no no, oh, no, no. Okay. oh did i i i have a, I, i'm sarcastic so often that's my default yeah, yeah, so yeah. no no i, I agree like yeah two dudes in a ring punching the shit out of each other so everyone else can cheer and bet on it and like and then afterwards they're like cool and then like punch gloves and be like bye yep like that that's just it's insane boxing is stupid and insane <laughs> like i just don't it's just the craziest thing i don't get it um and then to, to to round this out the 20th century to now uh largely our pictures of masculinity have been affected by the concept of the father of the family being the breadwinner and the mother as the homemaker and that masculine feminine binary that's created by the division of domestic roles becomes a large part of our thoughts feelings associations with 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 gender in 1974 r gould asserted that the provider role was central to adult men's identities as masculinity is often measured by the size of a man's economic contribution <laughs> to the family um <laughs> um but i i agree with that so much of like men's insecurity about themselves and their identity is wrapped up in whether they make enough money and yeah. whether they're supporting their family yeah. sufficiently or and like they they always drive the car like you know <laughs> it's just like that kind of thing like you have don't to ask be for instructions don't ask for directions because it means you're weak <laughs> yeah, means yeah yeah you, you... independence is like a trait that commonly associated with masculinity and and yeah yeah 
Yeah. Anyway, that's um, that's a thirty thousand foot view of. Yeah, I mean this entire episode. <laughs> right. Um. Well, I want to talk more about the role of sex in, um. You know, the distinction between. Do you mean? Do you mean fucking? Fucking. Let's talk about fucking. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hey, Cal. Hey, Mike. Fucking's great. It's fucking so good. I miss it. I do, it, the, the fucking we do has nothing to do with evolution. And for as little fucking as I do, for me to miss it says something. That's true. You've been quarantined for way <laughs> too long. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. The uh, I learned about a new thing called evolutionary uh, psychology. Okay. Which is a newer field that is just really interesting. So I. Did I, I just did a bunch of reading about masculinity and all, all this shit. So, you know, and of course I'm like, oh, what is this? And like, oh, there are a million papers and this is stuff that's like smart people discuss and write. So like, you know, of course there's a bunch of shit out there. But um, one of the most interesting things that I found, again, like going back to are what what is masculinity? Are there things that are inherent to men or, or cis men, I guess? That, that are not based on, okay, in our current structure, we say that they're assertive or dominant or whatever, but like, if you take away societal things, are there things that are inherent to men? And then it's hard for me to find some of those things. Like, do you think of anything that, that once you remove societal impact, like societal influence that are distinctly male? We've, we've mentioned it a couple of times, but I, independence comes to mind. Hmm. Independence really does come to mind this idea that you should be a self-sustaining autonomous island Mm. um it it feels like that's enough of a part of enough cultures that Mm. there's something biological going on there that it's not merely a construct yeah i think that you know all of those studies that show that women are more collaborative more communicative more community oriented that like and that's in opposition to men who are not that way as much um so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear like physical differences to me stand out and that's where I'm like, are physical differences inherent to, to humans or are those a product of over time, you know, men have been picked or, or fallen into certain roles and they've developed that way. Like, I don't know. You know, of course there's no answer. Ooh. Oh, I mean, in that regard, sexual dimorphism, the idea that men are larger, they have more muscle mass, they have denser bones, they're taller, that like those, those things are absolutely true and biologically based, but it's not universal. Like there are other species for which those things are the opposite. There are lots of species where the female is larger and, and And that's where like, you know, it's the, the biology plus, um, uh, nurture and, and nature where both those things are needed. Anyway, um, something that stood out to me that when we're finding the differences between the sexes paternity uncertainty which is the fact that <sighs> bonobos have that all the time remember we've talked about that get ready because <laughs> bonobos are in here yay um, dan already hates it i know <laughs> i already told dan that he's not allowed to say anything <laughs> he can shake his head like he is and look really downtrodden but he does okay so but yeah on, on that episode about animals we, we we talked about how like they fuck so much that she don't know who the dad is because like she she got railed by so many dudes who knows yep yep, yep. that's that's what you mean by paternal uncertainty yes but i mean to a little bit like not that I'm not slight shaming her good for her oh no like <laughs> do it get it girl <laughs> no to to uh, but just to find it like only women are a hundred percent sure the baby is theirs mm-hmm. the 
and that drives a lot of or at least according to whatever thing i read like that drives a lot of then the rules or the shitty things that men do to women to try to do what they can to make sure it's theirs like prioritizing virginity um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or uh uh feeling like women can't be left alone like the mm-hmm. idea being if you're always there you know that they're not doing something else with, like something with someone else or <laughs> sorry i just immediately thought of mike pence and how he can't be alone in a room with a woman that that's like part of his religious view really? did you not know that no yeah and like so then one of the jokes was uh whether because he calls his wife mother um and somebody was joking I, I wonder if pence asked mother if it was okay for him to be alone on stage with two women at the debate <laughs> i hate that yeah. oh, like yeah. gives me a my soul hurts absolutely like, <laughs> what is the opposite of an erection because that's what's happening right now uh providing very specific rules that women have to follow mm-hmm. uh female genital mutilation like a lot of things trying to prevent women from either having pleasure or being alone or reducing that uh paternity uncertainty yeah which that that to me is like it is confirmed that cis women like reproduce or can reproduce shit there's yeah there's a lot of these limits in general women are the ones that reproduce so they're the only ones that know that the bait like the baby is out like went out of your vagina so like yep i see that was definitely mine yep like for sure bonobos which you mentioned are a good example of a different (laughs) (laughs) of a different view because the female it's a matriarchy which is rare in the animal kingdom um or just in general um the and what happens when they are the leaders of the society is um which i really like if the male bonobos attack or something like when they're young like attack females Mm -hmm. then the older females will like hit them and bite them or whatever attack him so he learns not to attack women in that way or not to like you know go up against women in that way and they are like you said the the fuck a lot other like think they compare to to chimps where chimps only have sex every few years when they are ready to like like have a baby oh my god am i a chimpanzee <laughs> i'm a bonobo then we found our animals like i think we found it so chimps only uh, they have like visual glands or whatever the fuck that makes it like that says to hey everybody ready to have a baby go ahead and get on in here um <laughs> I think that's what it says to them. <laughs> um, whereas bonobos don't like, they will have sex regardless of whether they're actually like Ovulating. ready to. Yeah. <laughs> so sex is less of a competition in the bonobo world. And um, that means men don't need to fight each other to have sex. There's less scarcity of sex. And that makes it so the men are less aggressive. Mm, mm, and that's mm. just, just oh, that's interesting. It, that's like that. That, that whole thing about like that guy seems really angry maybe he just needs to get laid yeah like, like they're proving it in the animal kingdom yeah. that's like maybe there's something to that i well and it, it's so interesting because that's where the um the nurture part of this comes into play is is there are there is this example of it happening and actually if you think about well sorry women i don't know how else to if you compare women to bonobos mm-hmm. <laughs> or or not just women like our society to um, bonobos other animals show physical signs of being ready to have a baby mm. and 
that's not the case in humans either. Just like bonobos, like it's a little bit more hidden and uh, females don't just desire sex when they're going to have a baby. So like, there's a lot of things that, that, that say to me and, or whoever wrote this, like we could be, we could be a society that is matriarchal. Did I do that right? Matriarchal. Matriarchal. Cuckle. Cuckold? Matriarchal. Matriarchal. I got it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but we have all the the things necessary for us to be a more equal society. So yeah. that means there's all the societal. That's where the societal influence, you know, means that that it's not. Yeah. Huh. What do I want to talk about next? Okay. Hey, Mike. What do you want to talk about next? I. You know. <laughs> the word hegemonic is so good, but I don't think I'm going to. Okay. There, I think, especially recently, there have been concerted efforts to redefine masculinity. Do you agree with that? Like, that's been a recent thing trying to... Kind that's of careful. Re- like, redefine is a trigger word, right? Like, that's what the conservative Christian asshole fuckfaces say that we're trying to do with marriage. That we're trying mm. to do... It, like, the word redefine implies that that's somehow wrong or... Mm. or as a um, negative connotation y- to yeah. it that... Yeah. 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 Um, I do think... I don't think it's controversial at all to say that our society and culture in the United States and most other English speaking countries that I'm familiar with are going through a transition period when it comes to gender and our relationship to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, I think the answer to your Great. question is yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I wanted to. No. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I think it's, uh, so this is one of those times where people are making a concerted effort to change what masculinity means or or influence or or whatever um in the can i ask a dangerous question yeah let's do it i don't really understand i have a hard time with the bumper sticker that gender is just a construct and i know that like as a good liberal and a queer person (laughs) i'm supposed to be on board with that and i have a really hard time like my knee-jerk reaction is still very much opposed to that concept and then i look at like this discussion that we're having about masculinity versus femininity it either exists or it doesn't like if if we want to argue that gender isn't a thing great sure if we want to argue that it is a thing and it means these things like that seems to challenge the idea that it's not a thing and doesn't matter i i I get stuck in this weird loop of like those ideas cancel each other out in my head. I don't, I, I feel like you've mentioned this before and, and it's been pretty consistent. I don't totally understand where you are getting hung up, but gender is a thing. No one is saying gender is not a thing. Okay. Gender is for sure a thing. It's just the social constructs we have around gender are very, uh, binary, very focused on genitals. Mm -hmm. Um, and don't account for the richness of the human experience. Yeah. Solved it. No, what, what's I, I like, I understand the words that are coming out of your mouth and I'm having a hard time like latching onto it or something. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Kyle. I don't know. I think, like, well, the, the, like that's how, where I think you're breaking it down to this false dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gender is a thing. And it's not this, it's not how we've constructed it today. The word masculine we're talking about just seems to have almost you no utility okay okay yeah this is the problem i've been having and the thing that's been going on my head but tell me more about this then what what is then the problem with masculinity that you're referring to um 
Okay, so like if you look at if if you look at biological sex, which I don't even know if that's a preferred term anymore, but like the, so. the, the intersex is a thing, and sure. the vast majority of human babies are born with one set of genitals or the other, mm-hmm. and um, so, but we know for certain, and this I have no problem being on board with that that is not one's gender. Mm-hmm. I'm that's an easy an easy. Th- thing for me it is yeah. not easy for a lot of people clearly yeah. or we would have less issues around it yeah. yeah yeah trans men are men and i readily accept that even like on a on a visceral level yeah. um and, and and they don't have a penis and testicles uh, like i mean they can after surgery and whatnot but yeah. you, you know you know where i'm going with this so uh if it's not if it's not the body of the person then what is it and then when you put that up against this idea that a lot of it is just societally constructed, that doesn't mean it doesn't matter, but it kind of means it doesn't matter. There's a distinction between your internal sense of gender and the societal uh, gender norms. Sure. And that that's, I think, what's important is no one's trying to get away with the internal sense of gender. They're trying to get away with do away with the gender norms, the societal gender norms. I do think it's interesting that like there is male and female, right? Or man or woman. And then even before the rise of the trans movement in this country and the big backlash against it, there's still masculine and feminine as a already non-binary scale upon which things can be measured. Like we sort of already had built into the language, this idea that there are like you can you can be a woman and do masculine things. What yeah. does that mean? Well, let's break it down. But like, there's still this idea of 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 a uh, of a spectrum that was sort of we readily and comfortably talked about it well before trans people were controversial. Yeah. But what were those things based on? Yeah. Let me. I'm. Uh, this is something I thought was really interesting. I think actually will will help illuminate this conversation. Help me, Kyle. Light me up. No, I, no, I think you're, um, ew. um, I think, <laughs> um, I think this is exactly the, the, the trouble I have with masculinity and the debate that I've been having. And I think it's, uh, yes, it is challenging to get into some of these discussions because it may come across as being sexist to talk about these things. But when I read the literature, like when I read all this shit, like, these are the discussions and debates that people are having in the academic community. I'm trying to say we're very smart for talking mm-hmm. about this. And we're, so if you think we're sexist, we're not. We're just smart. Thanks to Jamie Pugh for making us do Thanks smart things. <laughs> okay. In the uh, magazine Monitor on Psychology uh, in 2012, there were three psychologists who wanted to help redefine masculinity. Um, and one of the ways they did that was holding discre- discretion groups, <laughs> discussion mm-hmm, groups mm-hmm. with um, school aged boys and see kind of if they start talking about some of these things, some of the like things like I never talked about this shit when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting to talk about some of these things to kind of help influence their thoughts and views on what masculinity means. And uh, in the article, they wanted to expand the notion of maleness and quote, they want to retain such traditionally male positive traits as bravery and protectiveness while creating a new definition that also includes the full range of human emotions, mm-hmm. which that thing like took me back to the, like the discussion we were just having. Okay. Well, 
positive traits associated with men, bravery and protectiveness, is that inherent? Like, why? Why is that masculine? Why, yeah. why isn't that feminine? Like, why? Like, yeah. is that are men naturally more brave or more protective? And I don't think that's true. Hmm. And I mean, a part of this is you can also say like, in what way? Like the de- defining protective. Uh, something I read, like, um, it was like, well, are men stronger than women? Like, it depends on how you define that. Like, women are better at like men, like short and strength based things versus women uh, better distance. for longer. So like all of these things are so they have a higher sub- pain threshold than men, man. If I had to push a baby out my butt, <laughs> goodbye. I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you do know that babies don't come out of her butt, right? I don't, I, well, that's debatable. Okay, Science great. is still out. Great. <laughs> Science hasn't determined for sure how babies happen. Great. Okay. Um, and, and, and yeah, so that that's, I mean, I wrestle with those same things of like, why is it masculine to be brave? Why are we keeping that notion of masculinity that you have to be brave? I, I don't know. Um, so uh, some of the challenges that I included in, in, in redefining masculinity is Joseph Vendello, a social psychologist and professor at the University of South Florida, says, quote, part of the problem among men is that one of the markers of traditional masculinity is independence and rejection of help. So to try to inform men in how they need to adjust their thinking on masculinity takes them listening to other people and sacrificing a little bit of that independence of thought. Like, so there's an inherent, like by trying to re you're trying to redefine something by approaching people in a way that they don't want to be redefined. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. This is me. Hmm. I also think, hi, Kyle. Hi, this is me. This is me, (laughs) Kyle. (laughs) Here I go. Um, I think also one of the challenges is I I think the kind of stereotypical view of a man, a rich straight white man are in in a way a victim of society they have been raised to it's very hard to be them i that's exactly (laughs) like that's the weird thing that like you get into but like they have been trained by society that they are to act in a certain way Mm. and they have done that so if they were to try to shift their thinking it's like what about does that undo all the things i've done does that undo my entire belief system does that mean that i've been wrong this whole time does does that mean everything's been a lie like to to try to break through that like i I think they're also i mean victim is maybe not the a a product of our societal influence and they've gotten the privilege from that but i also think i don't know saying whose fault it is, is is a little bit weird but like they they are a product of what our society has created for yeah, them sure and they've benefited from it and also that's another reason it's hot, like to try to break that means unlearning you know 50 60 whatever years of what they've been taught is true about themselves yeah that's a big that's one of the things i'm recognizing is great about being gay is i early on had to undo my learning or, or start to doubt what society tells me and think for myself. Yeah. And that's something some straight white men have not had to do. Yeah. They've, yeah. they've gone with what society said and it's worked out pretty well for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And then keep wondering, okay, well, what else, what else do you have to unlearn? Everything. Like I, I, Man, I've been, especially this year, like questioning every 
kind of instinct or or I think that's what I've been moving more and more left is like I've just been questioning like you know some fundamental things of our capitalist society that that I assume are good because that's what I've learned and I'm like wait does it have to be like that what's actually like what do humans actually deserve what's actually an inherent right to human beings and what's fair and you know all that shit so man unlearn everything question everything barf (laughs) sounds like a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) or just listen to us and do what we say then you don't have to think for yourself great (laughs) I want to talk about my fraternity yeah, there's a lot of that that happens. Getting in, in, getting the, in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> Fart, barf, high five, bang chicks. Um, so my fraternity, Sigma Phi Epsilon, is a single gender organization. And they, we, I'm, I'm part of national leadership. I don't know why I want to talk about them in the third <laughs> person or whatever. But uh, we are really, I think, struggling, as are all fraternities and sororities, with this same sort of societal reinvestigation of gender and what it means mm-hmm. and trying to justify our own existence. Mm. And all of that really boils down to are, are men and women different? Is, is, mm. are, are, is masculine and feminine different or sufficiently different that we can justify excluding one side of the binary? Yeah. So in, uh, in the late 90s, my fraternity allowed gay people. And I remember, because I was a member of the fraternity at the time, I was an undergraduate. This you were already there when they started allowing it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, allowed, started allowed gay brothers. And there was very much this, at the time, wrestling with, is, is sexual attraction, is removing sexual attraction part of the utility hmm. in, 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 in saying that fraternities and sororities have value provide value that you can't you can't really mentor each other learn from each other teach each other things if like you you want to bang each other so Mm -hmm. you get the women over here and you get the men over here well all of that preclude or all of that presumes straightness so then if we allow gay brothers like are they are they going to be a good fraternity man if they also want to fuck the people that they're living with um but we got through it and then um, just a couple of years ago, we started allowing trans members, trans men. men. And yeah, trans men only. And that's a very important yeah. part of what's going on because the, 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 there's sort of a legalistic thing that's happening there that uh, unfortunately, I do believe we still require that you have a corrected birth certificate or hmm. uh, driver's license. The reason being that there have been lots of efforts over the years to abolish fraternities and sororities in public institutions of higher education on the grounds that they are unnecessarily discriminatory. So, so much so that we even used to have like my fraternity had like sister organizations and we had to shut those down because that was too close to being co-ed and therefore threatened our single gender um, status as an organization. Wow. So very light threat. Yeah, yeah. Well, just like men getting <laughs> getting riled up over even the slightest threat. Around the same time, it was happening with the FOE, the Fraternal Order of Eagles, which is uh, basically just a, a chain of drinking clubs that had this like <laughs> loosest of rituals put over it to make it a fraternity to get around liquor laws. <laughs> um, it, the Elks, the Moose, those are all like in the sort of same vein. Anyway, that means nothing to me. It, it, what I what I did want to talk about is I have a hard time defending 
the single gender status of this organization that I'm yeah. very much involved with, and I have I have existential guilt about the organization, yeah. my involvement in it. What is the end game here? Like, what 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 does it look like twenty years from now? This yeah. thing that I'm a part of. All of us to say, I feel weird teeing this up, but very much in the context of the fraternity, there's a lot of talk about what does it mean to be a man? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a good man? And how do we separate out the intrinsically valuable parts of masculinity and keep them apart from toxic masculine yeah. things? Which is what these psychologists were trying to do. So I think it's a good... Yeah. So I wanted to read something real quick from, from my fraternity's uh, hand, handbook. This is like... Great. So I can pour some more wine. Yep. We're a lot like the Boy Scouts, <laughs> but this is the, the Sigma Phi Epsilon Lifetime Responsibility of Brotherhood. You want to read something, it's come breathe <laughs> <laughs> uh this was uh this is my copy from when i was an undergraduate so it is not updated it's this uh the copyright on this is 97 we had not yet admitted gay brothers so a lot no, of knowingly <laughs> right knowingly yeah yeah i was i was there so what does that tell you <laughs> um instead of reading this whole thing this is from the creed of sigma phi epsilon um written by oscar e draper who was a graduate of our Washington Alpha chapter at Washington State University in 1919. Quote, I believe that a man will be made better for having been a member of my fraternity. I know that I cannot expect the neophyte to be a finished product. Rather, I will try to discover whether or not the environment and contact with men of high ideals will make him a good fraternity man. I believe that as a good fraternity member, I must share a rich kinship of spirit with my brothers. Yet I realize that the members must be men of diversified abilities and talents. Among them are to be found the scholar, the athlete, the builder, and craftsman, and the organization leader. But the scholar cannot make a fraternity, nor can the athlete, nor the craftsman. The good fraternity member must be par excellent in manhood. I'll stop. I'll stop that. But, um... (laughs) I, I think that there is this idea in that... First of all, the 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 non toxic version of masculinity is to be supportive and principled, and also weirdly diversified. Mm. But in there, there's also this idea that you have to be all of those things. You mm. have to be you have to be an athlete. You have to be a scholar. Well, it sounded like to... it was like learning from. This isn't necessarily like you have to be it. It's just like the value of those different experiences. Yeah, but it it, like. in order to actualize your manliness. Oh you need all of these aspects of your life to be hmm. good. And in order to accomplish that, you need to associate with men that have the things that you lack so that you can learn from them and balance each other out, hmm. which is kind of feminine, <laughs> right? The idea of like being, being collaborative and, and community oriented and n- nurturing. Yeah. Um, those are all traditionally feminine things. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of losing my track of thought here. I, I, well, no, I, I I think the idea of gendered spaces is really interesting, especially, I mean, particularly when you think about TERFs, like it is very much based on like what do people believe gendered spaces should be? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, I don't know yet. Part of me when you're talking about fraternities is I would have nothing in common with the dudes and I would rather be in the sorority. Mm hmm. Then again, and I don't know, like we haven't said this specifically, but people that listen know this, like I am 
by far like other than my physical like the physical parts of me very much the traditional feminine things i am emotional sensitive caring empathetic hugging i don't know like just you don't like to hug well (laughs) i do but just not with it just has to be right okay great (laughs) you know like they're they're just very stereotypically feminine qualities and that's something that i've wrestled with especially being gay because i don't know it's just like very complex we talked a lot about being gay in this episode but anyway um so despite the nail polish i think that you are more masculine than i in physical appearance oh yeah well it's just like part of it's the beard yeah 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 (laughs) i'm a little taller um yeah but but like part of me is like i would fit in way better with a sorority another part when you're describing like you know learn from other people is like i i could bring a lot to a a group of men by offering a very different perspective if they were welcoming of Mm -hmm. it and wanted to learn Mm -hmm. because not a lot of men that i know are are the same as me i'm a, a super extreme example in my mind yeah, I agree. So, I, I think that it would be great to have you in the fraternity, to be honest. Oh, but, thanks. But, um, and I, now here's my swearing-in ceremony. I also think at the same time, the fraternity would be more accepting of you than you think. Like, those those societies really... Every chapter that I go to is different, and many of the chapters that I visit are healthy, nurturing, n- n- not dick face asshole (laughs) especially the younger kids like the longer i'm involved in this and the younger the undergraduates get relative to me as as i age but they stay the same matthew mcconaughey style um they uh zoomers are going to save the world like they're very much interested in in loving everybody for who they are and and doing the right thing and they also want to save the planet and (laughs) like um i'm very heartened by all of that yeah but I, I think I think you might be surprised at the experience that you would have or would have had. Well, this actually, I think, leads nicely into like talking a little bit more about the gay piece. Mm-hmm. We've largely talked about masculinity as a construct and overall, but specific to gay men, it's even harder because, you know, the, there's the notion of trying to I was going to say, like, I, I am intimidated and like nervous around men especially mm-hmm. growing up like the i i would always gravitate towards the like the my friend's mom and not my friend's dad and sure. i was always really nervous about talking to the dad and I, I, part of it might be because i knew i wasn't the same as them mm-hmm. and i was worried they were going to figure it out or something um and so that's like ooh, that's that feeling of like i don't i'm i would be very uncomfortable i'm very uncomfortable in all male spaces hmm? unless it's How did a bunch you of gays football Oh God, I played it for one year because like I'd never played. Uh, so I was kind of like, eh, like, I wonder what that's like. Hated it so much. It was real bad, but I, I was it because it was all dudes though. Like, is it, was it the environment or was it the activity or was it just yeah, all, it, all it across the just, board was shit. It was just everything. Someone that's, this is, I mean, like being drafted for war and shit, like the shit that's like men only, like I am not the dude you want in a war. I, you, mm. you do not want me in the front lines of a war because I'd be like, well, one, I don't, you should i don't think killing people is justified under any other means i don't like war but like i would be like too nervous to shoot people or i'd be like what do we, that guy do, do you definitely want me to kill him that him <laughs> are we looking at the same person like for reals and for real yeah like it, promise me it's him like i don't and then i'd be like you <laughs> and then run away or something like you you want anyone that's 
stronger or better or more adept or more res- like responsive in the moment, male, female, non-binary, you want a bunch of other people that are not me mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. But somehow men have to, you know, Protect. sign up for the Yeah, yeah. So it's, I just, it's, it's very weird. And I think growing up gay, being more stereotypically feminine than I've had to, maybe this is why I have this kind of dislike for f- more feminine things or, or aversion to feminine things that I'm just now unlearning is because I was those things and I had to not be them. I had to reject them. I had to pretend to fit in with the dudes and, and pretend to care about the shit they cared about or sure. Yeah. It makes sense. Do you, do you relate to that experience? Did you like get nervous around the dads and dudes or were you like one of the bros always? No. Um, no, I don't remember. I don't Mm. remember being afraid of men or shying away from men. Wow. Um, I mean, I think I just, I just, it's so core to my experience that it's just so weird to think about, but tell me more, tell me more. What's it like to talk to men? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I, I had two younger brothers. I think that that creates an environment. That, like I had an older brother. I know, I know. Um, and they were were into sports and like. But my brother was into sports. I, my friends were all boys. Even in high school, in college, it, that changed in high school. Getting involved in band and drama and other gay yeah. stuff like that. Um, I had, I had a lot of female friends, but I also had a lot of boy um friends not boyfriends but boy 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 space friend (laughs) yeah um i don't know so like here something let's talk about mask for mask yeah i don't consider myself mask for mask person that being like for anybody who's listening and is i don't know was born yesterday or something like that's straight that's that's a, a thing that people put on their profile dating profile to indicate that they are a masculine presenting gay man and they want to be involved with a masculine presenting partner yeah. or sexual or romantic yeah. or, or both and um like on grinder and shit yeah like on grinder and shit and i don't think of myself that way but i also tend to operate that way mm-hmm. And that seems, I don't know if that's problematic or not, Hmm. right? Like I would never fucking put it in a profile (laughs) and I definitely have been into femme guys, but like as a trend. (laughs) When you say you operate that way, what do you mean by that? I mean, like if I go back through like my spreadsheet of all of the people that I've ever had any kind (laughs) of sexual encounter with and I look at like just a quick, hey, how did they present? I, they're more or less on the mask side. I also think, and this is interesting, I over-index and consider people masks that other people don't. Like, mm. like, like in, in my head, Trevor was not femme, but a lot of people think that he was or say that mm. he was. What do you, what do you think? That, um, I, I know you don't want to talk about him. But oh, like, well, uh, less... I mean, like, on the spectrum... He was bitchy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think this is one of the things that I am unlearning. I um, was... Uh, uh, searching for podcasts to listen to anything about masculinity to prepare for this. And, and there's a podcast called everyone's gay. Mm. Everybody's everyone's gay. Everyone's bi. We just talked about that a little I, couple yeah. episodes ago. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, these gays disagree. Well, there's, so there's a podcast called everyone's gay and the hosts of it sound more feminine to me. And still my initial like gut instinctual reaction is 
like aversion to that. Mm. And I don't like it. I don't want to have that feeling. I don't agree that that feeling is a good feeling. Like the, uh, like the logical side of me doesn't like, and, and actually dislikes that I have that reaction, but I still do. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kept listening to them and, and at, at first, you know, I had that reaction, but then I kept listening to them. And then you start to not hear the, like the specific timbre and, and tone or whatever of their voices. You start to hear the people and that's when it like helps. So I think like trying to, if you have those initial reactions, trying to push past that and, and learn more about the person themselves is, is a way to, uh, at least I'm the way I'm trying to combat that mm. or unlearn that. Mm. Mm. I think anything that people say, I mean, just like they say, you know, race is just a preference, a preference for masculine men. Uh, you know, people will claim that is just a preference. I think any kind of preference you have, you need to question where that came from, mm. because I think a lot of race and masculine based pre- quote unquote preferences are not are based on how society has taught you to prefer. So it's 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 inherently discriminatory towards those minority groups and to but just believe that's just how you are is I think that's what a lot of people believe and it's just incorrect. I think there may be some people out there that just inherently like masculine people. I think it's a tiny percentage of those that claim it. Mm. Okay. It's interesting. What do you what do you Thank you. I think what people fear when they get defensive about this is is ultimately a slippy, slippery slope argument that you're basically saying I have to bang chicks. Hmm. Like that's that's how they'll yeah. hear that or how they how they feel. And I don't share that at least not consciously. But it does make you wonder like what things is it okay to discriminate when it comes to who you're into. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I think you should always like be into the person you're fucking like, that's like, don't, don't hook up with someone purely for the like experience or I don't know, hook up for people with experience, whatever, but like, uh, but also question, I think it's just question where that comes from. Sure. If you like dudes with tattoos, like, okay, fine. Like you, you were not taught that that's better. Like no one ever taught you that that's the right thing to go after. Whereas if you like a dude for being more masked, we were taught that that's the ideal. So Mm -hmm. like that doesn't mean not go out and fuck them dudes. But it does mean like you need to learn about your own biases and mm-hmm. and biases and then mm-hmm. and 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 figure out where it's coming from and why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something Jamie mentioned that I really liked and wanted to bring up is, um, I think he said that we even said it on an episode. But um, when you, when you come out and someone's saying, "Oh, you don't seem gay," like it's a compliment, like it's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Do I mean? Do you have any initial reactions or thoughts on that? I mean, we've talked about it before, but people said that to me when I came out, mm. especially fraternity brothers, which is funny. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I took it as a compliment. Yeah. But that's ultimately about homophobia. It's internalized homophobia that yeah. that that being being gay is bad, and I was hiding it, and I did it. It was successful, right? Okay, that's what I've yes, that's what I've realized about it is like I'm not feeling good that. I don't seem gay. I'm feeling good that like I tried to trick you and it worked. Yeah. Like like I was successful in tricking you. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but there, there's also an element of like I should have been gayer. Mm. Like uh that I don't that I don't think is true either. Yeah. 
we talk about it on the show all the time. It's what the that's why we have the show. That's the show. This is the show. <laughs> like whether it was born of internalized homophobia or not, I am a I think rather masculine presenting yeah homo, <laughs> and and it doesn't feel contrived. I don't feel like I'm putting on a show or a yeah. face. It's just it's pretty automatic. It's just fucking who I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So. It doesn't matter where that came from. This feels like the genuine me. Yeah. Um, does that mean it's bad or is that okay? Like, I, there, yeah, I think someone could present like there are two identical ones of you. Some listeners just got a hard on. Um, there are two identical ones. I of would you. fuck me. No, go I, ahead. <laughs> would you? Do, okay. This is important. Great. <laughs> would you fuck you? Yeah. I for sure would not because I think I'm attracted or anything. I'd just be like. I know what you're into. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we just bump butts. Yeah. <laughs> um, there can be a version of you that does the exact same thing that you do, and it's shitty. And the and there's the version that I think is you is the real you that is not shitty. And what I like is that you have explored. It. You're not averse. Averse. I'm not, verse. You're verse. <laughs> yes, yeah, but you're not averse to trying out things that are feminine you've done drag you said talked about going out in heels because someone wanted you to and you did it so i think some of those things where you like try out feminine things and are willing to explore those and then go and confirm like yeah no i'm not into that thing i think that's the helpful useful exploration that a lot of people don't do and don't try and just say oh no i would never do that and and but but don't question it or don't try it yeah yeah and that's something that I'm doing and what I'm, you know, painting my fingernails is a really simple thing. And wearing a skirt is like, these are things that I am learning or, or I'm like accepting that I want to do and have wanted to do and have never done for yeah. fear of them. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, yeah. and so I'm, so for me, it is, I am even now more masculine presenting than I want to be than my ideal self. And and I'm slowly trying to explore feminine things that, that take me out of that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, a lot more people can do this than they think because you can order online. I'll just keep going with nail polish. You can order nail polish and nail polish remover online, wear it around your house for the day, wipe it off and decide if you like it. Like you don't, it's not, necessarily going out like as you're trying things as you're exploring this think about something you might want to try and do it around your house wear a skirt around the house wear heels around the house and see if you like it and and no one has to see it or hear it or watch it or whatever and it just helps you kind of start to explore what what do you really want and not just what people have told you you want yeah and also if you don't want to that's fine too i think well something um that i that i saw is that some people don't come out because they see certain image like i don't know how to talk about this in a non-shitty way of the the stereotype the the more feminine uh presenting gay men are the ones that are often or in the past have often been presented in sure. media hmm. so when gay men that are not that see that and they're like oh that's not me am i really gay yeah like i think that's the that's like our show is yeah, like yeah, yeah. What? Uh, just to tease the Patreon segment, oh. uh, I'm going to talk about a pivotal point and a pivotal artist in gay history uh, that shifted that. No way. 
Okay, so stay tuned for more talk of Britney Spears. Can't wait for it. <laughs> she totally moved the needle on masculinity. <laughs> no, I think there's like, you, if you are more feminine, you don't have as much of a choice in coming out. It's more just kind of thrust on you, um, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Whereas when you're more masculine, you you can hide, which is a benefit. It's a privilege that you have of being able to hide. But at the same time, at least for me, I feel like the challenging part of it was that I had to then choose it. I had to then force myself out. Like, yeah. So I think, I think that is one of the reasons we exist is try to show there's like this diversity of gay male experience that is not what you'd expect. And it doesn't make you less gay. And, and if you're young and questioning, like you don't have to wear heels or, or wear drag. Um, but you can, if you want, you know, it's just do it, do, do whatever. Yeah. Do whatever, everybody. Do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> do it more. I mean, I, I, I wrote down like men are more violent and like kill themselves more, but we don't have to get into that. Oh. Gun violence, like just men are, men need to be able to explore their uh, emotional side. That's what we need to change about. Like, this is what I'm great at. Just having emotions <laughs> and like we need to allow men to be more emotionally expressive and, and in touch with their emotions. And, and that, that's like such a huge cause of violence and, and suicide among men. Did you know shit? Okay. I was like, nah, we're done. And then here we go. Okay. But this is really crazy for men, for all genders, actually for people ages 10 to 34, suicide is the number two leading cause of death. Hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like the first one is like accidents. Yeah. Which like no one's going to ever stop. Like you can't whatever. Like suicide is the second thing. That that makes sense to me. I mean, that doesn't mean it's not tragic. Yeah. But but if you think about like that age bracket, they have selected specifically because that's too young to die of old age. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like then heart disease starts to be like, yeah, you're going to die of that. Yeah. Or so, like cancer or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it is maybe surprising that there isn't like cancer leukemia maybe like that yeah. there isn't that there isn't some some m- medically uh identifiable illness disease whatever yeah. that, that is that is that would afflict younger th- that's higher but yeah. then um yeah accidents and then suicide that 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 makes sense um men are 3.7 times more likely to die of suicide than women because we're just better at it <laughs> <laughs> Men are better at everything, including <laughs> fucking blasting their heads with a gun. And uh, the suicide rate is highest among middle-aged white men. Uh, in 2007, this is all U.S. data, BT-dubs from the CDC, but 70% of suicides are middle-aged white men. Hmm. We can't believe what the CDC says, Kyle. Haven't you heard? <laughs> They're part <laughs> of the deep state. God, probably. I mean, but, go ahead. that kind of validates the um, what I was talking about before of these men that are born into these societal constructs that then are the, uh, like, that's the negative repercussion of having to and being rewarded for withholding your emotions is then you don't know how to express it. And it may come out in the form of like a school shooting or violence or killing yourself. And, and that's one of the things about masculinity, traditional masculinity that we need to unlearn. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now I'm done. I was, I'm so tempted to talk about Vulcans, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> what are they are you gonna recount an episode where they talked about masculinity okay i did my thing i 
I did my thing, but <laughs> the thing about Vulcans is the whole thing throughout all of Star Trek is that they don't have emotions. They don't show emotions. Mm. But then like over time it has evolved into this more more of an understanding that they actually have intense emotions that they have worked hard as a society to totally suppress Mm. and then there are these plots that happen from time to time where that gets away from them and then they do something crazy or Mm. like it's it's hindering their development in some way that maybe the message being like actually letting your feelings happen is is the the human way to do it and that that's better and more effective than stuffing everything deep down inside Mm. i'm watching voyager tuvok deals with this shit all the time it's great vulcan right yeah vulcan did we do it? Um, yeah. Thank you to Jamie Pugh for requesting this. I don't think we would have, I wouldn't have thought to tackle this like directly in this kind of way. And I think it's, it's been really interesting for me to research and, and find out more about it. And, and I appreciate it. And hopefully, hopefully he liked it and hopefully we did it. And I don't know. Yeah. Totes mask, brah. Yeah. He's also rather masculine presenting, which I think is part of why he wanted the topic. Maybe, um, maybe he turned it on for us. Yeah. No, I, by his own admission, we've I think, oh, okay, I've chatted okay. about this. Okay. Um, yeah, um, should we should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break, bro. Put in some cha and go shoot something. I don't know. What's cha? Chewing tobacco. Oh let's, god. Let's take, a, let's take a break. Okay, break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? Yeah, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Uh, we're gonna do our gayest and straightest. We're gonna do our gayest and straightest, but first. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on tons of social media at Gayish Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and, and we also have Discord and Facebook group. Join it. Our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address, for which I have no keys right now, is mm, Post Office Box I One, do. You know, <laughs> PO Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, <laughs> 98109. Didn't you say we got something and then, but we weren't opening it last time? Oh, I was lying. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like a kid on Christmas and you just told me it wasn't Christmas anymore. That's fine. I don't care. Um, Gays and straightest? Sure. Let's do our gays and straightest. Okay. I'll go. Okay, great. Uh, so my gayest is, I was listening to My Favorite Murder, as I am wont to do, and uh, they talked about, like, oh, it's uh, someone, like, you know, just falling head over heels in love with someone and just thinking that they're the one early on and just being like, oh, yeah, that that's what young people do. And I immediately was like, not when you're gay, because mm-hmm. you don't get to do that when you're young. It's whenever you come out that then you have to yep. do that. So it's just like a distinctly like my gay experience is so different than that norm. Yep, absolutely. The straightest is I, I take notes on my phone when I think of things, and so I will just quote what I wrote down in my in my phone. My straightest is going outside to walk Reynolds and just farting a bunch. <laughs> I bet he loved it. He, I mean, he probably. <laughs> he, he probably would be super down. Sometimes I fart loud enough that he like wakes up and he's like, oh? <laughs> "Was that you? <laughs> Are you okay? Something good is happening because because I, I smell it." That's, oh man. Okay. Um. So the straightest thing about me this week was uh, I I drove to Montana and back this week, and I I think I think road trips are kind of straight guy in in a way. Yeah. Like I just associate that with like fraternity bros hopping mm. in a car and driving a million miles i don't know why also my dad does it a lot i guess that like is part of why and also then i uh, i got into missoula super ass late 
and I was hungry and I just ordered the biggest steak I could find. <laughs> I, I am still doing keto. And um, so, yeah, that was pretty straight guy. Yeah. Uh, the gayest thing about me this week, I hung out with Jason in Bozeman, who is a Patreon supporter. Thank Hi, you. Hey, <laughs> uh, we had a, we had a lovely, uh, a lovely time, but we were having beers um, and there was this like, 10 feet away or six feet away, whatever a socially distant amount of, <laughs> of space away uh, was this, was this table of four people. And at least two of them were homosexuals for <laughs> sure. And that whole like knowledge, like, like we definitely caught each other staring at each other from yeah. time to time in a way that it was just like very clear that there was like, nobody else had any ideas. But we, were, like, <laughs> we all knew, we all knew the gays knew everyone knew. I love that when you're like, I know and you know but then there's that weird like but you don't you're not going to be like hey yeah well and plus you know you don't want to be super overt about it it is bozeman i know that i'm a gay joe there and i can't do anything like super to attract wait a second (laughs) i didn't understand a thing you said the polari word of the week is gay joe gay joe gay joe g-a-j-o and it means an outsider oh Gay Joe. Gay Joe. That's weird because I, the word (laughs) Mike, that's weird. Gay Joe. Yeah. Let's see if it says anything more about that in this wonderful book that we have. Gay Joe, noun, outsider from Romani. Cool. That's helpful. Wow. Romani. uh, You may know them as gypsies, which is not an okay word to use anymore. Yeah. Uh, Do we have a listeners? We do. My straightest this week. I installed our new dishwasher all by myself. Ooh. gayest uh, a, a Canadian so it's Canadian Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving sure Canada or as Big Fatty calls it northern Mexico <laughs> um, uh, gayest gently encouraged the Thanksgiving turkey that it can take a little more I shoved my <laughs> hand up its ass <laughs> never use numbing lube on your turkey's <laughs> right, anus <yeah. laughs> it's very bad <laughs> that's right that's right although uh, Donna Sugars uh, was advocating for numbing lube on, um, I think, Discord or Facebook. One of the two. I saw that. That's yeah. you got to be. Uh, be you, careful. You got to be real inte- like real good, real knowledgeable about your body and your pain <laughs> and your thresholds and all that shit. So yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's it. A special thank you to Jamie Pugh again for suggesting this and giving us lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> enough um yeah thank you jamie and uh, we appreciate you requesting this and and forcing us to talk about it and and also thank you to mike pence's fly <laughs> the 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 hair one not the yeah. bottom one Ooh. although you're maybe into that you want to get banged by him i well that's a topic for another episode <laughs> goodbye everybody <laughs> this has been gayish i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you bye I'm like, fuck you, you fucking fuck. <laughs>